Today, we're talking about the five biggest mistakes runners make when they think they have an aroma. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. An aroma in the foot is one of the more common running injuries that keeps runners from training. This is irritation of the nerve that runs between the metatarsal bones of the ball of the foot, which is why it's often referred to as an intermetatarsal neuroma. You may have already heard about a Morton's neuroma, which is actually a neuroma specifically located at the ball of the foot between the third and fourth metatarsal bones. So what is a neuroma? Well, a neuroma is really a swollen nerve. And in the simplest of cases, it's basically just a swollen and irritated nerve that runs along the bottom of the foot and out to the toes. When these nerves become irritated, they can swell and create the earliest signs and symptoms of a Morton's neuroma. Part of the reason an aroma can be such a problem in runners is that the swollen nerve can move back and forth across a ligament at the ball of the foot as you run. Because the swollen lump is moving back and forth across this ligament, it can become more and more irritated every time your heel comes up off the ground when you push off and run. The swollen aroma can also pop back and forth across the intermetatarsal ligament when you pull your toes upward as your foot swings forward underneath you as you run. With continued irritation, such as running up hills or running in shoes that are too tight, the swollen nerve can become more irritated and more inflamed. And when that happens, the nerve will actually develop additional nerve endings in the region of swelling within the nerve and become more of a chronic problem. So an aroma in the foot can develop for a number of reasons. And I've seen many runners who developed an aroma when they were far into their season and started doing hill repeats to gain strength and speed. And I've seen other runners that actually developed an aroma because they were cycling for cross training, but their cycling shoes were really too tight. Interestingly, I've also seen a couple of runners who developed an aroma simply from stepping on one of their kids' Legos when it was left on the carpet. So whether you stepped on something and pinched the nerve, or you compressed the nerve when running up hills, or you squeezed the nerves between the metatarsal bones with cycling shoes that are too tight, you have to make sure that you don't make the mistakes that can lead to long-term trouble. Here are some of the most common mistakes I see runners make when they start to develop an aroma in the ball of the foot. The first thing is that they'll often ignore the initial signs. Now, one of the earliest descriptions of a Morton's neuroma explains that the patient will often describe a sensation of wet leather being stuck to the bottom of the foot. Now, in my experience, you know, most runners don't run in wet leather, so most of them don't even know what that sensation would feel like. But what I do hear from runners is that they'll say that for a long period of time before the real trouble started, it felt like there was a wrinkle in their sock or something in the running shoe. And oftentimes they'll say that they even went so far to stop in the middle of a run, take off the running shoe, and then check the sock to see if there were any wrinkles in the material in the sock. Now, in most cases, of course, they found nothing because there was nothing wrong with their shoe or their sock. The problem was with the nerve in the ball of the foot. The problem was under the skin. Now, at this point, if the nerve has a little bit of swelling surrounding the nerve, it's just mildly irritated, but it's not really damaged yet. There's a collection of fluid around the nerve that's compressing the nerve, and the compression of the nerve causes these odd sensations, but it's really mild trouble at this point. But if it's ignored, the nerve can become temporarily damaged and cause a sensation of numbness. So one of the earliest signs and symptoms of a Morton's neuroma is numbness. And numbness is typically in the middle of the toes, but sometimes runners will just perceive the the pain or numbness to sort of generally affect the whole ball of the foot. Now, this is the first symptom that seems to get a runner's attention, but although it's sort of getting your attention and distracting when you run, it's not really acutely painful. And because it's not really painful, the runner may not take any steps at all to prevent nerve irritation from progressing. Now, if the runner completely ignores these odd sensations and then developing numbness in the ball of the foot or the middle toes, 
due to the accumulation of fluid around the nerve, it's not, it's not going to just stay around the nerve, but then the, the swelling and the inflammation will actually happen within the nerve itself. And that can lead to more permanent damage and chronic pain. When nerves become irritated, they become overactive. And in response to all of this activity, they can develop additional nerve endings. So the nerves sprout little tiny nerve endings that have synapses, which send chemical signals back and forth to talk to each other. And when the lump in the nerve at the ball of your foot starts to develop these additional nerve endings, which talk to each other all the time, you perceive that little conversation as pain. Burning, tingling, radiating pain or electrical sensations that start at the ball of the foot and then shoot out into the second, third, or fourth toes are the symptoms that actually bring runners into the podiatrist's office. Now keep in mind that once these burning, tingling symptoms develop, the nerve has been irritated, compressed, and damaged for a long period of time. Now, nerves don't heal quickly, but they will heal if treated early enough and correctly. A second thing that I see runners do wrong is they'll try to treat an aroma like it's a stress fracture. And that's really the second mistake is that runners seem to make this mistake when it comes to an aroma in the ball of the foot and they, they misinterpret the pain as a stress fracture. A metatarsal stress fracture is likely the most common source of pain in the ball of the foot in a runner who is training for a marathon or any other kind of long distance race. Because it's so common, it's easy to find information about it. And in the early stages, the symptoms may kind of match the descriptions that you would find about a metatarsal stress fracture. So it's not too surprising to learn that many runners will think they have a stress fracture when they actually have an aroma. It's just a slight misinterpretation of the symptoms. Now, the problem is that a metatarsal stress fracture will heal fairly consistently and quickly if you simply decrease the amount of stress applied to the metatarsal bone. But that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean walking in a fractured walking boot or using crutches. It could also be as simple as decreasing the running volume. But no matter which treatment you choose to reduce the stress enough, the metatarsal fracture is going to heal. But that's not true for an aroma. Now, you have to think about the neuroma as a sore thumb. Once it swells, it seems to get in the way of everything. You're bumping it and irritating it every time you touch anything. And the nerve may get even compressed under your body weight when you step on it because, after all, it's swollen. It's larger. You know, the nerve's swollen and it's taking up more space. So the nerve may even get knocked back and forth between the metatarsal bones on either side of the nerve once the nerve swells up. Now, that creates a real problem because then you might decrease your activity and start to lose all of your fitness, but even as you watch your well-defined quads and prominent veins in your calves disappear, the nerve's healing slowly. So if you're walking enough during this time when you're really not running, you're really not maintaining your fitness, and you're walking enough to irritate the nerve, or if you're walking in tight shoes like dress shoes, that can further compress the nerve, or, or if you're walking in high-heeled shoes, that can stretch the nerve and compress it under the intermetatarsal ligament. And even though you've really, in your mind, completely eliminated all real activity, you're not running, the nerve may not heal at all. The neuroma may even get worse. So that's when the real frustration sets in. You know, the runner knows that their goals are just disappearing on the horizon, they're losing their fitness, and in spite of all the time spent on the couch, you don't really see any improvement in the pain in the ball of your foot. And that's when runners start to lose hope. So the first thing is to make sure that when you have pain in the ball of the foot, that you're not treating it as a stress fracture when it could be a neuroma. Now, the third mistake I see runners make is they, they sometimes just think that cross-training will fix it. You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Is it possible to keep running even if I have a stress fracture? How can I tell if I really have a neuroma without seeing a doctor? How can I tell if I have a stress fracture without getting x-rays? 
What can I do to help my plantar plate heal without losing all of my fitness? What are all the tricks Dr. Segler uses with elite athletes to keep them running? Whenever I see a runner in person, I walk them through the diagnosis process and I actually show them how to figure out whether they have a plantar plate sprain or a neuroma or a stress fracture. Then I just show them how to reduce the stress on that one injured structure so you can stay active and get back to running and not lose all your fitness. After sitting down with individual runners over and over guiding them through this process, I realized I could just put the same information in a video course and show you exactly how I do this so you can do the same thing right now in your own home. This course taught me exactly how I could tell whether or not I had a plantar plate sprain. This course showed me how I could decrease the stress on my metatarsals so I could keep working out. When my doctor told me I needed to stop running, I knew that was crazy. The Ball of Foot Pain course helped me look at it differently so I could keep running. Sign up for the Ball of Foot Pain course for runners so you can get back to running. All right, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, the third mistake I see runners make is they, they sometimes just think that cross-training will fix it. Doctors just love to preach cross-training to runners, and although I will admit that as a doctor and a triathlete, I believe cross-training can be extremely useful to endurance athletes and long-distance runners especially, I think that runners have to be very careful when cross-training when they have a neuroma. Now, orthopedic surgeons seem to frequently recommend elliptical trainers as a way to reduce stress and impact that's more common in running. But the problem with an elliptical trainer is that it puts an enormous amount of stress right on the neuroma. Every time your heel comes up off the platform at the end of the backswing, your foot snaps upward and stretches the nerve underneath the intermetatarsal ligament right where the nerve became irritated in the first place. Because an elliptical trainer requires so much less effort than running, many fit runners who've been training for marathon, they'll spend an hour or more on the elliptical trainer because it doesn't feel like that much of a workout to them. Now, all of that time on the elliptical trainer can really abuse and aggravate an aroma. Cycling can really be a great way to decrease the forces and spread out the stresses that can accumulate with only running. Cycling can also help you maintain your aerobic fitness with relatively low risk to your foot. So lots of runners will take up spinning or cycling as an alternative when they develop an aroma. But there are two real problems that can happen with cycling with an aroma. Now to function well, cycling shoes, they have to be stiff and fairly narrow. And this combination of a rigid carbon fiber outsole coupled with a narrow toe box really helps to keep your foot from moving around and it helps to increase the efficiency when you pedal. But that tight, stiff shoe is quite unforgiving when you have a swollen nerve at the ball of the foot. With every pedal stroke, the nerve is getting compressed and irritated. To make matters worse, spin classes will have you change the amount of resistance to vary the workout. So when you reduce your resistance dramatically and then you increase the revolutions per minute and you're pedaling at like 100 to 120 RPMs, a lot of cyclists will bounce around in the saddle in a way that's really unpredictable. And all that bouncing around at high speed can pinch the nerve and irritate the neuroma even more. The fourth thing that I see runners do is that a lot of times they're using metatarsal pads incorrectly. And one of the first line treatments of a Morton's neuroma is a neuroma pad or a metatarsal pad. And regardless of the name, it's basically the same thing. It's just a teardrop shaped domed pad that's supposed to be positioned under the forefoot. And the thing is, is that many runners put them in the wrong place. The way that it works is that the dome shaped metatarsal pad is supposed to shift pressure away from the metatarsal heads at the ball of the foot at the level of the metatarsal heads right where the nerve typically swells and becomes irritated. So the pads shift this pressure to the neck and shafts of the metatarsal bones to relieve the pressure at the nerve. 
And the unique shape of the metatarsal pads is also designed to kind of lift and separate the metatarsals and spread them out a little bit to increase the amount of space between the metatarsal heads. When positioned correctly, the metatarsal pad can separate the metatarsal bones on either side of the neuroma so that the neuroma isn't pinched and irritated by the neighboring metatarsal heads. The the mistake I see runners make is that they think they need the cushion under the painful spot. So instead of putting the pad behind the ball of the foot, they actually put the metatarsal pad right under the ball of the foot, right where the nerve is swollen. And when a runner accidentally puts the pad in the wrong spot, it increases the force and irritation of the neuroma. So the whole plan backfires. I see lots of runners and they'll say that they tried to use one of these metatarsal pads and aroma pads, but it didn't work. And so I ask them about that. And then I look at their running shoes and I can usually see some discoloration on the insert in the running shoe where the adhesive from the pad was located. And oftentimes when they tell me that the treatment didn't work, I can tell by looking at the insert in their shoe that the pad was simply in the wrong place. Now, the fifth mistake and the biggest mistake of all is considering neuroma surgery too early. You know, of all of these mistakes, the biggest one for sure is that I think runners may jump to surgery. And let me just begin by saying that I am biased. I am a foot surgeon. I love to cut people open and fix things. Yet, I almost never perform neuroma surgery on an injured runner. There are a couple of reasons why I think runners should try hard to avoid surgery on an aroma. The first reason is that we don't actually fix anything. We just take out the nerve. This is the only place in the human body where surgeons typically remove a nerve as a standard course of treatment. The second reason that I think you shouldn't have surgery if you can avoid it is that the way the surgery is typically performed can destabilize your foot. When a doctor decides that you have an aroma and has decided that you need surgery, Um, The way that surgery works is like this. The doctor makes an incision on the top of your foot near the base of the toes. The surgeon then dissects down between the metatarsal bones and finds the intermetatarsal ligament. Then the surgeon cuts through the intermetatarsal ligament to find the swollen nerve, which is underneath that ligament. The surgeon cuts out a Y-shaped section of the nerve and the swollen neuroma is removed. And then the skin incision is simply sewn back together with some sutures. Now keep in mind, the intermetatarsal ligament that we cut apart in surgery is never sewn back together. And because we don't repair that ligament, it can destabilize your foot. That ligament is part of what prevents your foot from splaying apart like a duck when you walk. So when we cut out the nerve, we don't sew the ligament back and your foot becomes unstable as a result. Now it doesn't happen to everybody, but it's more likely to be a problem if it does happen when you're a runner. You need the stability in your foot. Just think about how much you consider the stability of your foot, your foot type, your running biomechanics, and how that all goes into play when you buy running shoes. Again, although I am both a runner and a foot surgeon, it makes me really nervous to cut a runner's foot open and cut through that ligament just to get to the nerve. But that's the way the surgery is performed. The only other alternative is to make a big incision on the bottom of your foot, which can put you at an increased risk of other problems like developing a big painful scar. And believe it or not, that's even a bigger problem to fix than the neuroma. The bottom line with all this is that if you have any of these symptoms, such as pain in the ball of the foot, particularly if it involves odd sensations, numbness, burning pain, radiating pain, or any type of electrical sort of shooting sensations, you have to consider that it might be an aroma. The other thing to remember is that an aroma doesn't get better very quickly. So although they can get better, they don't get better as rapidly as musculoskeletal problems like a strained tendon, a torn ligament, or, or a metatarsal fracture. So if you think you have one of those other conditions, like a metatarsal stress fracture, and you try to treat it like a stress fracture, but it doesn't get better quickly, you have to make sure that you don't have a neuroma. 
Because if you irritate that nerve enough, you either have to live with chronic pain or you have to live with the potential of an invasive treatment like surgery. Above all else, remember, no surgery is the best surgery, especially for a runner. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.